What's up, everybody, and welcome into this special edition of Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. I'm Jonathan Hood. Follow the show on Instagram and also on Twitter at WrestlingTWT. Check out the archives of the podcast on some of the episodes that you may have missed. Well, we found out on Friday, February 5th, that Hacksaw Butch Reed had passed away after having two major heart attacks. And when I reflect on Butch Reed, a couple of things was going through my mind when I found out about it on Friday morning. One of them is just that he was so underrated. And you can think about his days in the Mid-South where he and JYD were on top in the Mid-South territory. It was amazing box office, how much money these two made when they had so many great matches against one another working for Bill Watts in the Mid-South Territory. Um, you you think about two African-American wrestlers. More times than not, it wasn't even a championship on the line. It was just hatred, right? The sports entertainment hatred. Those two were so believable in the ring. And we hear the phrase, well, that guy was a real one. Oh, boy, she's a real one. You know, we hear that so often. But when you think about Butch Reed, you believed in Butch Reed's character or who he really was. He was a great promo, a terrific wrestler, but I still believe didn't get his full due. As I mentioned, made a lot of money for Bill Watts feuding with JYD. He also was a terrific babyface as well. When JYD left to go work for Vince McMahon in the World Wrestling Federation, it was up to Butch Reed to try to maintain that box office. And he became a very good babyface as well. And so Butch was very good in Mid-South, as I mentioned, very good in Florida. Uh, Spent some time in the AWA for a cup of coffee. Of course, people recognize him from his days as the natural Butch Reed uh, when he was managed by slick in the WWE. I mean, after JYD and so many others had left uh, Mid-South and started going to New York, well, Butch Reed followed along. He followed JYD in the late 80s and wrestled as the natural, had the blonde hair, uh, Was had a great run as a tag team wrestler with Ron Simmons, the team of doom, uh, managed by woman initially, um, Nancy Sullivan, and then managed by Teddy Long. And that was a really good tag team. I enjoyed those two. Even though, going back and watching Doom, you could see, if you've seen the, the how muscular Butch Reed was, you knew it was Butch Reed under the mask. Same thing with Ron Simmons. Like, I've seen Ron Simmons. I know that's him under the mask. And then they were unmasked, but yet they still were a great tag team. Uh, so Butch Reed, to me, criminally underrated. And what we will do here is we will celebrate the life of Hacksaw Butch Reed. We'll go back to his days in Mid-South, and you'll be able to hear some of the highlights of his career, some matches that he had, high-profile matches, high-profile angles. Man, that guy was just nothing but money uh, as he went from territory to territory. So we will celebrate the life of the great Hacksaw Butch Reed, who passed away uh, on Friday morning, February 5th. So let us go to June 1st of 1984. Jim Ross is at the commentary desk and he's running down the cards for Mid-South, including at the Pine Bluff Convention Center in Pine Bluff, Arkansas, where Stagger Lee, of course, JYD was suspended uh, from Mid-South for 30 days and he came back in a mask as Stagger Lee. Of course, you got to take the mask off. And if you could take the mask off of 
Stagger Lee, and if, and if it reveals that it is Junkyard Dog, then Junkyard Dog's out of the territory forever. So Stagger Lee, a.k.a. Junkyard Dog, uh, is going to take on Butch Reed uh, in Pine Bluff, Arkansas. Here's J.R. talking about it right here. Jim Ross. The wrestling will return to Little Rock at Barton Coliseum on Sunday night, June the 10th. But now let's focus our attention on a great wrestling event on Thursday, June 1, 7.30 the starting time, the Pine Bluff Convention Center. Seven outstanding matches. Tickets are on sale now at the Pine Bluff Convention Center. Some of the stars you'll see include Jay Youngblood, the great superstar from North Carolina, meeting the awesome Mr. Wrestling 2. The Rock and Roll Express will take on Nature Boy Buddy Landell and Masayo Ito. The Mid-South Television title will be also be on the line. Terry Taylor will go against Crusher Khrushchev. And the North American title will be on the line. The new champion, Magnum TA, meets Mr. Wrestling, the man he took the title from on May 13th in Tulsa. And in a match that is being billed as a special challenge match, they say he's bad to the bone. Stagger Lee will go against Hacksaw Butch Reed right here in, well, actually in Pine Bluff on Thursday, June 1st. Are you through now? I'm quite finished, thank that you. That means I can talk, right? You certainly can. Well, that's good. Thank you. Yeah, I gotta have a talk with you later on. Let me tell you people something. Stagger Lee, what you say he was? Bad to what? He's bad to the bone, I've been told. That fool is all bone, baby. He's all bone. He ain't got no gut. That's the reason why that fool wear that mask, you understand? Everybody know who he is. Ain't nobody with that old greasy lap dog. That yes man. Everybody know who you are. He just goes down and gains a little bit of weight, you know. Just all chubby and, and fat and bit out of shape. Can't stay in shape like the brick house here, you understand? So now you think you're going to bring something to me, Stagger Lee? Boy, what, what's going to happen? Instead of me beating you in the bad help, I'm going to beat you in the good shape, boy. Because I know when you get in good shape, then you'll come back here and go junk your dog. You take an old ragged sock off your head, then you come back and junk your dog. Just call yourself a big man Zico. This is what you man. A little flavor of Butch Reed doing a promo with Jim Ross, good old JR, back in the Mid-South Territory. This particular feud with JYD and Butch Reed, as I mentioned, was all over the South. And it was always at the top of the card, major box office. You can go to YouTube and just type in Butch Reed, Hacksaw Butch Reed against Junkyard Dog. And you'll see a lot of these dog collar matches that were just amazing uh, to watch. Um, one of them here in Houston, Texas, just a matchup, a grudge match with Reed against Junkyard Dog. Uh, this goes to Houston, Texas in July of 83. Uh, let's get the closing moments as Paul Bosch, who is the promoter in Houston, he was doing the play-by-play also. So not only the promoter for Houston, but also at ringside doing the play-by-play for Houston wrestling at the time. Uh, let's go back in time, the closing moments of this one with JY idea against Butch Reed. Muscle, either one. 
to the Fed. Give and take. Another hard take between this pair. And Reed is not off his knees. Junkyard Dog has as much ability to throw a punch while he's on his knees as he does. He is in a standing position. And the referee has just been clobbered by the crash that time as that flying body hit him. And Junkyard Dog is the recipient now of the toughest attack that Reed has been able to throw yet. Here comes Johnny Martinez moving into the ring. Joel Armstrong is out on the floor. And, uh, and there was a crash into referee Johnny Martinez who got the big, 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 big bundy into the ring. And Bobwin has got referees out of the ring and on the concrete. And Bundy goes to lay him in and catches. Junkyard dog. Oh, man, you rarely see, see the Bundy knocked off his feet by a um, flying tackle, but you sure did see him that time. And here is Axel Green off the top rope, and the live off the top rope, and Reed is on top, and Reed is bleeding. Reed is in a bad way. That's Johnny Martinez, one of the referees who came down to the ring. And Axel Reed came off that top rope. Now, according, according to Mid-South rules on the North American title, coming off the top rope is a disqualification. There is no use of the top rope. Bundy was in that ring, and Junkyard Dog here is having trouble, and I, Joel Armstrong is changing the decision and giving it to Junkyard Dog. Ooh, that commentary is rough. So, <laughs> it is Paul Bosch. He's more a narrator than a play-by-play guy, I've noticed over the years watching Houston Wrestling. So it's a battle that lasted about 18 minutes between JYD and Butch Reed during that time. There's a ref bump there. First referee goes out of the ring after JYD crashes into him on an Irish whip. Second referee comes in. JYD throws Butch Reed into the second referee. King Kong Bundy comes in out of nowhere. King Kong Bundy comes in and tries to interfere in the matchup. Uh, he provides interference so Butch Reed can come off the top rope with a big um, football tackle. Of course, coming off the top rope during that time in Mid-South was illegal, but he nailed Junkyard Dog with the big football tackle and then the one, two, three. And then the first official says, no, I saw him come off the top rope, so it was going to be Butch Reed's victory, and then they handed it to the JYD. That's what happened. I explained that way better than Paul Bosch was trying to in that commentary. But that was the time where those two were great. I, well, I ask you to go to the, the archives of YouTube.com uh, and look for JYD versus Butch Reed. They have some tremendous matches over the years. A great heel, but also a great babyface in Mid-South as well. Once JYD went to New York and worked for the World Wrestling Federation, someone had to fill the bill as a babyface. So why not Butch Reed? 
So during this time, Skander Akbar is the manager, and he's got his own stable. He's got Ted DiBiase, he's got Hercules Hernandez, uh, and he also has a number of other wrestlers that are part of this stable. And so Buddy Landell is also part of this, Nature Boy Buddy Landell, and he's trying to influence uh, Butch Reed to come along with the Skander Akbar group and says, hey, you know what, you can be part of our faction here to take on the baby faces in Mid-South. And that backfired on Buddy Landell and Skander Akbar as Hacksaw Butch Reed, longtime heel, turns babyface. Ladies and gentlemen, this match on Mid-South Wrestling is one fall with a 10-minute time limit. First, I'd like to introduce in the red corner at 260 pounds from Kansas City, Hacksaw Butch Reed. What are you doing here? I have to talk to my man, Hacksaw Butch Reed. It's very important. We have a match. Ladies and gentlemen, highly irregular. I am the man, boy. What do you mean? Hey, don't you know who I am, buddy Landell? I'm surprised you bought something like that to me. Don't you know that I run out the dog? Don't you know that I beat Master G in a polio? After he tried to break my leg, I come back and whoop the hell out of him. And you gonna tell me about somebody who wants me? Hey, man, I don't need nobody because I am the man. I am the number one man in this South. I stand alone. You're real good. Uh, you're real good. Uh, you've improved so much since I've taught you everything that I know. And you've really improved a lot since you've been you with me. You tell me what, boy? You tell me what? Let me tell you something, sucker. I taught you everything you know. The only reason why that I let you hang around, boy, is because I just tolerate you and I feel sorry for you. You just like a parasite. You just like a leech. You just like one of them little fish that follow the top of the water. He's never the top boy. Get out of here. I got a brother. Get out of here. This is for her career. Come here, look. Look. A solid $9,000 presidential Rolex watch, brother. It's for you, Butch. It's for you. I'm trying to do this for our career. Mr. Hey, Ackerman said to give us a few, brother. So this is what it is, huh? So this is what the Rolex watch is all about, right? You want to deliver me to Scandal Akbar? Let me tell you something, bloodsucker. I don't need you. I don't need Scandal Akbar. I don't need nobody. Because Butch Reed, the hacksaw. The brick house walks alone, and you know what I think of you and this Rolex and Scandal Akbar. So that didn't work out very well as Butchery throws down the $9,000 Rolex, attacks Buddy Landell, and then the Skander Akbar group starts rolling in and beating up on Butch Reed. And so there you go. You go from one of the top baby, top heels to one of the top baby faces uh, in Mid-South. He was just that versatile as a performer in professional wrestling. Of excitement, and we'll tell you about these great events. And so don't forget the Superdome, March 30th, tickets go on sale Monday, February the 11th. And speaking of Monday, February the 11th, nine, count them, nine great matches, three title showdowns. 
Rock and Roll Express against the Hector Chavo Guerrero inside a steel cage. No referee in the ring. The title's on the line. No disqualification for the North American title. Hacksaw Duggan challenges Ted DiBiase. It'll be the Iceman against the Sheik. Terry Taylor defends the TV title against Dr. Death. There's a lot more to tell you about, including... A big match with no disqualification. Hacksaw Reed goes against Kamala. No disqualification. Here's what Butch said about it. Gandalf, boy, you nothing happening, camel jockey. You don't come all the way back from that ghetto you call a home in Iran so you can take out Butch Reed. And then you got your big Ugandan warrior. And you think he's mad enough for the test. But let me tell you something, fool. I've been around here a long time. I've been running up and down these mid-south roads for a long time, and I like it. And nobody like you. No fun. Y'all ain't like you gonna come over here and run me from nowhere. Let me tell you something. You bring that you got in the water, you understand? Because you tried to take me out. But Butchery got back up, and Butchery is now on the war path himself. I'm putting on my war paint act bar, and I'm getting ready to take you and your monkey out. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this confrontation, Reed against Kamala, has no disqualification. No disqualification. I'm like the very boss. Very honorable sheik. Ahamadiyamare. The oil minister and the very head of the OPEC. I'm always one step ahead of you, Mid-South, and everybody else. And wipe those collard greens off your face and be a man, Butch Reed. Don't eat that greasy chicken because you got halitosis when you step in that squared circle. And I'm going to make you regret You've you declined my offer, boy. And when it's all over, I'll see that you're gainfully employed down at the local billiards party because that's all you have got left, understand, Reed? And this is an extravaganza. What a match and no disqualification. What does that mean? Now, the Savage has a no, no DQ from any kind of a title match. And that just makes it that much better, Reed. Spectacular. Some stiff promo work done by... Skander Akbar and Butch Reed, but that's the kind of verbiage that they would use to try to get people to come to the arenas. You heard what Skander Akbar said. You heard what uh, Butch Reed said. Just shows you, man, the versatility of Butch Reed is so underrated. Uh, he was in a lot of different feuds in Mid South before we get to his run with the WWE as well as uh, WCW. But uh, Butch Reed against Master G now. Again, we're talking about the early 80s, and Butch was always in these specialty matches, like the dog collar matches with Junkyard Dog, and then Master G was uh, a decent star uh, in the Mid-South area as well. He was in a ghetto street fight in Houston, Texas. Joel Watts, the son of Bill Watts, on the call. When it comes down to it, he'll do anything it takes to win. Reed looks like he's got a handful of powder. Master G is getting up slowly, as is Reed. I don't think Master G realizes what Reed has got in store for him. Whoa! G caught him and kicked that powder out of the way. It didn't have a chance to get to his eyes. Reed out over the top rope from a drop kick. Now Master G's going wild. He's giving Reed everything he's got. Reed has taken it so far, but Reed's out on the outside of the mat. You gotta watch Reed when you give him a breather like that. That physical conditioning of his can really, really make the difference. Reed hammered Master G, a pile driver. 
He really connected with that pile driver. Ronnie West down for the count. One, two, and three. Hacksaw Butch Reed is the winner with the pile driver. You hear the official decision. Hacksaw J Butch Reed is the winner of the match. Let's return to Jim Ross in the studio. Hacksaw Butch Reed, perhaps the greatest pure athlete in professional wrestling. He's proved once again that he is uh, taking the test of Master G. You know, ladies and gentlemen, Hacksaw Reed has a, has a match signed, I understand, with the NWA World's Heavyweight Champion Ric Flair. That will be quite a matchup, and I know that Butch is really looking forward to it. Uh, we have talked with him. He wants to become the first black athlete to be the World's Heavyweight Champion. That's a tremendous goal, not only for himself, but also for all the fans of Hacksaw Butch Reed. He's a legend in his own time. Well, I give you credit. You've been one of the best wrestlers that's ever been of uh, the 1980s going into the 1990s. But there's one thing you forget about, JYD. You forget about your old nemesis. You forget about your old enemy. Your arch enemy, I got to say, me. Hacksaw Butch Reed, I've been dogging your trail for years. I've been hounding you for a long time, trying to corner you. You jump from one area to another area. But wherever you go, you know Butch Reed is right there on your heels. Now I want to tell you something. Mr. Legend, you got business to take care of. You got serious business to handle Monday night in Memphis, Tennessee, and that serious business is me. And you know how Butch Reed fights. You know how Butch Reed does his thing. And especially, I'm going to be more psyched up than ever, ever now that I know that it's the junkyard dog that I face. And Butch Reed is still in top contention to take you on for that title, to take you on for that gold, to take you on for the strap. We're gonna rock them and sock them as usual, dog. You know, when we fight, well, I'm saying fight because wrestling ain't got nothing to do with it. It's gonna be soup bones, knuckle junction. You know how it goes, dog. Throw the wrestling books away. Don't worry about no takedowns, no hip tosses. Don't worry about none of that. Because it's going to be a fight. And you know when I fight, I fight to win. And that is any way that I can. I go beyond the rules. I go beyond the referee. I don't care what I got to do. Chuck your dog. A championship is on the line. That means bread in my pocket. And that means Butch Reed is back on the top again. And I'm a dangerous man. Would I get in that category? So look out, though. Look out, Memphis, Tennessee, because Butch Reed is coming. And Butch Reed is going to have both guns loaded. And you will understand that I'm a dangerous man. I'm a bad man. Get ready. And guess who? Natural Butch Reed beating The Rock, Don Morocco. That's right, you know. You know, Don Morocco, I can't believe that you had the nerve to come out and interfere in this man's match. You had the nerve to stick your nose in the natural of all people, the natural Butch Reed business. Don't you know that this man is not to be messed with? 
Well, you gonna find that out, fool. By the way, let me point out, superstar Billy Graham is gonna be in the rock car. What did you say? Who? Billy. Who? here on the World Wrestling Federation. He is considered the doctor of style, and indeed he is all of that. I could only be talking about Slick, and of course, Slick, as you know, I'm very well aware of your managerial experience. I know about those six gals you managed up in Detroit. You know, let me tell you something. Are you here to interview or insult? I I'm not here to do any insulting, I can guarantee you that. The natural Butch Reed. What in the world is going on? Tito Santana ended up a couple of weeks ago body slamming you of all people and i want to the first issue i want to address concerning that matter is that it was an unprovoked attack well now that's not the way i get it in all due respect slick uh, apparently you interjected yourself into uh, his match just a little uh, too bit uh, too much no 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 let me clarify that i simply tried to issue some instructions to my men and when I did that, that no good, low-life, red pepper, tamale-eating, Tito Santana, better known as Chico, had the nerve to try to put his hands on me. Well, I've got a remedy for a problem, and the problem is you, Santana, and you're looking at the remedy right here. I am the remedy. I am the medicine that Tito Santana needs. And so, if it's a good whooping that you want, then I am the natural man to do it, you understand? Because nobody, nobody puts their hands on this man unless it's me. Then when I put my hands on him, it's with respect. And it's with friendship. I respect this man. He's my bread and butter. And I'm his. And we take care of each other. And so now, Tito Santana, you made your bed hard, boy. And you definitely going to lay in it. Because we're tired of you running around here, skinning and grinning, talking loud and saying nothing. So I got something for you, Santana. I got some advice for you right now. And later on, fool, I'm going to give you a good whooping. Wherever it might be, you get that across your deal over. Somebody better talk to the fool because you know, he's messing up bad. Uh, Butch Reed and Slick, in all due respect, I'm certain you're aware of the tremendous credentials that Tito Santana possesses. He's really done it all here in the world right now. Tito Santana is not aware of the credentials that the natural man has either. Because I am a natural athlete. Boy, I got something right here. that when I put it on you, your mama ain't going to be able to recognize you when I get done with you. So you people get ready. And you especially, Santana. Uh, thank you. Just tremendous promos, as you could tell. We're in the World Wrestling Federation. As Gene Okerlund had a couple of really good interviews with the Doctor of Style Slick, 
the manager for the natural Butch Reed. Now Butch Reed goes from his natural hair to blonde hair. So he, now he's a blonde uh, in the WWE. It's a little different for sure, but it's still a Butch Reed. Now, of course, Vince McMahon was very aware of the JYD Butch Reed feud from Mid-South, which you heard earlier. So now that feud goes over to the WWF at the time in 1988. Gorilla Monsoon, Bobby Heenan on the call. Butch Reed on top over JYD by disqualification. You heard the phrase The Rock coming in to try to save JYD. That was The Rock, Don Morocco. Before it was Dwayne Johnson, there was The Rock, Don Morocco back in the late 80s. So a very good run for Butch Reed in the WWF at the time. Uh, wrestling against Tito Santana, Don Morocco, Billy Graham, JYD, of course. So he had a really good singles run there. But again, underrated. Did not have a championship in the WWE at the time. Could have been Intercontinental Champion and be the number one contender for the World Championship. But Butch just never got there. And he was held down in the company. Know that during the late 80s, the WWE had so many wrestlers. Kind of like what you see right now. So many wrestlers and so much talent from other territories that came for a payday to work for Vince, but it just never happened for Butch Reed. So he goes to WCW and he teams with Ron Simmons. They make up the team of doom and they had some great matches. They had some great matches against the Steiners and so many other tag teams in WCW at the time. And so finally Simmons and Reed, they come together and they take on the Steiners and here's what happens. Close to lose 
several saves already. All four in the ring as they mix it up. That's down and Travis Simmons outside with a vicious tackle all the way to the concrete. Rick Steiner back in the ring with Ray, those big right hands. Two fight outside and two inside. Oh, Scott Steiner's shoulder ran right into the steel ring post. Simmons back in, double axe handle blow. you got to be happy. We saw what happened, everything up there, and you have new World Tag Team Champions. Let me say something to you right now, Tony Schiavone. I told you, I told the world, I told the NWA, and my prediction is true. You're looking at your new World Tag Team Champion. So, I lost a little hair, but I gained the world, baby. Show them your belt. Show it. Well, there they are. The Tag Team Champions of the World. We're just a couple of five-by-nighters. Well, we're real professional athletes. And let me tell you something, people. I told you, and I told you time again. Dude is world championship material. And one more thing. Dude rules, baby. Dude the world tag team champion and with a good clean fight we didn't make no room just like we promised it would be and we took it like a man you understand we told them folks we were gonna take it and they're home how sweet it is everybody welcome to world championship wrestling this week as you know we have new world tag team champions doom along with theodore arlong won the tag team belts during capital combat over the steiners so the steiners certainly pose a threat to get the titles back not only that you have a threat from the rock and roll express let me say something right now giovanni the whole world is looking at history in itself the first black nwa world tag team champions are standing right before you now, the Steiners are not a threat to us. The Rock and Roll Express are not a threat to us. Anybody that you put in the ring with us are not a threat. And the reason why they're not a threat is because we hold a goal. And when you hold a goal, it only says one thing, that you're the number one, you're the best, and there's nobody that can beat you, okay? So let me make it real simple to Rick and Scott Steiner. I want to make it real simple to the Rock and Roll Express. I want to make it real simple to anybody that thinks that they're going to take these belts from the first black world tag team champions. It ain't going to happen because we're going to go down the ranks of the great Nelson Mandela. We're going to follow in the footsteps of the great Don Cornelius. We're going to follow in the footsteps of the great James Brown or City Hall, I could go on and on. So let me tell you, brother, the goal is going to stay around the Soul Brothers for a long, long time. Now listen, brother, I want you guys to tell them just what it's all about. Well, the thing is, we're not closet champions. Anybody in the NWA, anybody in the world, step on up, boys, because we're ready for anything. Paid the cost to be the boss. <laughs> Jim Cornette. Uh, worked with Butch Reed in Mid-South and kind of reflected on his career on the Jim Cornette drive through podcast with Brian Lass. And just a quick bio of how Jim remembers Butch Reed. Butch Reed was a great babyface 
in the Florida Territory especially, you could tell Eddie Graham loved him. Um, in, what was it, 80, 81, 82, that, 82, that period yeah. there. Um, he was a great baby face in, in the Florida Territory. He had worked in a couple places down south. He was a great athlete. And then Watts gets him in Mid-South. And, of course, is the, he's the kind of guy that Watts instantly wants to push because he, he had, a, had a football background, was a legitimate athlete, could cut a promo. Watts, Watts switches him heel there, and he was cutting great heel promos. And, I mean, when I got there, um, everybody – Butch was one of the guys. Butch and Dog were really the two guys, and Duggan. There was a lot of great promos there now that I think about it. But all the boys wanted to sit down and hear what, what their promos were like. And then, fortunately, I got added to that mix. But, you know, Butch would accuse JYD of selling wolf tickets. Selling wolf tickets is, is, is cutting a promo on a fucking match under false pretenses, right? You're crying wolf. Selling wolf tickets. This, this ain't going to be no big fight. Or talking out of both sides of your neck, like Ernie used to say. Um but his promos were great. He had that disdainful heel look, and he was having great matches. And these were, they weren't smooth, scientific Ricky Steamboat classics he was having. He was having smash mouth fucking matches with Junkyard Dog and Hacksaw Duggan and the fucking, you know, large guys of the, the Hercules Hernandezes and all those guys of the world um, in Mid-South Wrestling, which was fucking tough. And he was over. But then, what was it, by 85, that's when, didn't he leave there? Did he go somewhere before he went to Vince, or did he go straight to Vince? I think at the end of 85, or maybe even the very beginning of 86, but I think the end of 85, because remember, he had the match with Flair on Mid-South TV in November 85. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I believe he went to Kansas City, and then he went to Vince, but I think there there may have been some reasons why he went home to Kansas City. Well, yeah, and that's the thing is I think there was some personal issues that took him home to Kansas City because that's where he was from. And then he went to work for Vince, and by then he'd had some knee injuries. He'd worked a hard style, and also they slowed him down tremendously. And they're not <laughs> the WWF in 1986 was not about to promote a ghetto street fight where this fucking guy was going to take his belt off and whip somebody and get juice on him and all that shit. So a lot of people remember they bleached him blonde like they did Shelton Benjamin years later. And a lot of people remember that. And, you know, and then unfortunately, except for a few WCW appearances in the early 90s, that was pretty much it on a mainstream basis for Butch. So... It's just not enough people saw him and in the right place to remember him today, but he was fucking fantastic for a while there. So Jim Cornette talking about uh, what he remembers about Butch Reed. Uh, now let's hear from the man himself. Butch Reed had an interview in 2019 on Hannibal TV uh, that you could find that on YouTube. Hannibal TV talks to uh, current and former wrestlers and has interviews. And so here's a little bit of a Q&A from Butch Reed just from 2019, his memories of the wrestling business. Of course, you had the big feud with Junkyard Dog in that territory. Uh, could you just go through the feud a little bit for the fans that may not have? It's just historical. It always told me two black guys is fighting between the uh, feud amongst themselves in the South. Won't, won't get over. People don't want to see it, especially the black, the black crowd. And, uh, they think it's, <laughs> they think it's, uh, 
there's over, he just come in there and, and uh, just, just wanted some of me. He didn't want it to be over. I said, it better be over. How you gonna, how you gonna just, just uh, smother me, just eat me up? You don't do that. Nobody's done that. Fight short.
Some thoughts from Butch Reed. Interview was done on the Hannibal TV show on YouTube. In 2016, Bruce, Bruce Reed, his real name, but Butch Reed was named part of a class action lawsuit filed against the WWE, which alleged that wrestlers incurred traumatic brain injuries during their tenure and that uh, the company concealed the risk of the injury. The suit was litigated by Constantine uh, Kairos and has been involved in a number of other lawsuits against the WWE. And so that's the last thing that we heard from uh, Reed, you know, after his time in WCWs in the independence for a couple of years, then he just kind of disappeared, just uh, got off the reservation, got off of uh, professional wrestling. His last official match, according to what I'm reading here, was May of 2013, teaming with Bob Orton, losing to Flash Flanagan and Ron Powers in East Carondelet, Illinois, in Southern Illinois. So um, I saw it on Instagram that Butch Reed passed away due to complications from two heart attacks in January. And we found out on the 5th of February that one of the all-time greats, Butch Reed, passed away. And again, as I said at the top, just a very underrated wrestler uh, that had won many regional championships. He's from Kansas City, so he was able to win tag team championships in central states, the Kansas City Territory, with Jerry Roberts winning uh, some championships in Florida for Eddie Graham, uh, wrestled the Georgia Championship Wrestling as part of a tag team with Pez Watley, uh, Mid-South, of course, which we've documented as well as uh, the USWA was the heavyweight champion there, WCW, but never was able to win a championship in the World Wrestling Federation, which I think is just criminal uh, because he was that good. And he's just one of these guys that never was able to get over in the WWE, but it got over in other places that he wrestled. Thanks so much for listening as we reflect on the life and times of Hacksaw Butch Reed. Uh, one of the all-time greats, and you think about African-American wrestlers, uh, Reed is right there among some of the all-time greats for sure. Didn't have to dance, didn't have to shuck and jive. It was just him going full bore. Uh, whatever you think of the business, you think about Butch Reed, and that guy wanted to make sure that he says, if you don't believe in wrestling, believe in me because I'm real. And he was just that good. Thanks so much for listening to Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday with me, Jonathan Hood, as we say rest in peace to the great Butch Reed.